Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guests are Chris and Hunter from the Melt Podcast. First, a couple of announcements. Our website is ForbiddenKnowledge.news. This is the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network, where we feature some of your favorite podcasts, like Raised by Giants, Understanding Propaganda, What the Frick Live, Day Zero, and many more. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Social media is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Rockfin, that is where you get our premium content. You also get all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin for only $15 a month. You just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus to sign up or click the link in the description. All our links are right there in the description. Today, I want to welcome back to the show Chris and Hunter from The Melt Podcast. Chris is a documentary filmmaker who has had a lifelong interest in the unusual and paranormal. He had several paranormal experiences as a youth, and he spent his 20s dabbling in chaos magic and loosely involved with the Temple of Psychic Youth. Hunter grew up in a family steeped in psychic phenomena is an avid waking dreamer. She's traveled the world with her pro wrestler father, and after a myriad of synchronistic happenings, she spent years working directly with Carlos Castaneda. In 2018, Chris began the Melt podcast to explore and expand his fascination on all things outside of the tiny spectrum of consensus reality. Hunter came on board as a co-host in 2021, and they were married in late August. Chris and Hunter, welcome back. How are you both doing? Fabulous. Simply fabulous. How about you? For having us back. Yeah, thanks for coming back. I'm excellent. Been looking forward to it. Uh, today we're going to go a little deeper into the discussion we were having last time you were on about the intended direction we're collectively being steered seemingly into a desired era of merging man and technology and, of course, the new religion of science. And many have referred to this as, of course, transhumanism. I think we're at a real critical stage of human evolution And those that we refer to as elites or globalists are attempting to tip the scales in their favor to kind of bring forward this new reality. But in my opinion, they're moving way too fast and people aren't participating as planned uh, from my point of view. I want to get your point of view as well. Uh, But before we get too far into this, uh, each of you, could you remind the audience a little bit about yourselves and what you got going on at the Melt? You want to take it? I am a student of clinical psychology working toward my PhD. Uh, I was in the Carlos Castaneda cult for many years and transitioned out of that. I am a psychonaut and world traveler and uh, do a podcast with my soulmate, Chris Snipes, who I love and adore, who is sitting next to me. And (laughs) we are just exploring every avenue of consensus reality and beyond at this stage. Yeah, never mind my occupation doesn't really have anything to do with who I am as a person, but I am a podcaster by hobby and I would love to make it a full-time endeavor. I need to take some cues from you, Chris, on how to do that. Um, I am also a psychonaut. I started this probably, what, a year and a half before you left on board? No, uh, in t- 2018, 2018 is when you started, yeah. No, I mean, when you came. Oh, yeah, I think I, I had been... You had been on for a year and a half, about somewhere yeah. around there. Started to do a podcast mm-hmm. and uh, used it as a good excuse to have conversations with interesting folk and uh, expand my learning curve and hopefully everybody who listens too. So, right on. It's a simple version. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks again for joining us. I don't know where you want to start with today in the notes. You sent me something about a movie that you were that you had recently viewed. I think it's called Being Human. And I think that might be a good introduction. They're definitely trying to steer us in these directions in many different ways. And one of the big ones is through Hollywood and the media and a lot of the stuff that they're trying to feed us through those directions. Tell us a little bit about this this film and what you got from it. It's called I Am Human. I Am Human. And- okay. 
And it was by Taryn uh, Southern and Elena Gabby. I would, I want to just put a pin in something that you said. I don't consider the people who are pushing this agenda elite. I consider them predators. And, and I really want to clarify that because there's nothing elite about trying to destroy humanity. It's really this this race of people who think that that we are as they have said so brazenly, useful eaters. And I think that they are moving us or attempting to move us into this trans and even post-human reality using science and uh, people who are in a very vulnerable state. So uh, terraplegics, people with Parkinson's disease, people who have lost their vision. Uh, that is kind of the gateway to begin all of this, is introducing these ideas by saying, look, we're helping people. We're helping people who are physically injured that have never you know, been able to hug their children or you know, see their children. So I think that's a really good place to start, is just trying to kind of unpack the why of this. For for those that may not be familiar, the, this movie that you're that you had emailed me about earlier, what's the synopsis of this? What is this trying to to get forward? I think it was supposed to be discovering the exciting new frontiers of merging man and machine. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, it was just like an infomercial for transhumanism, basically. But in it, I mean, it started to dip its toe into that territory mm -hmm. by. I think it was the last chapter of the movie. They started to handle the ethics of this. Like, okay, if we have this hardware inside of us, okay, well then who has access to that? Who cut gets to cut off the power? And they started getting, it started getting interesting then, but that wasn't the takeaway. That was right. just sort of a thing they threw in just to kind of cover their ass, right. I think. The beginning is they focus on three particular people, a terraplegic, a man who was injured in a bicycling accident. He hit a postal truck. Mm -hmm. uh, the second person is a woman who's an artist who has Parkinson's disease. And then the last man is someone who had um, ocular degeneration, who, uh, basically had slowly lost his vision and they were talking about trying to do this deep brain stimulation by putting these chips in his eyes to uh, give him uh, his sight back. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. They're trying to present it as something that's super beneficial for people who have these disabilities or tragedies that happen to them that are preventing them from doing certain things. And yes, you know, that's a that's a wonderful thing for those people. But you know, what about the rest of of medical science and technology that are doing things just to keep us in a perpetual state of unhealthiness and perpetual customers yes. uh, to the medical <laughs> system for life? Right. For sure. And they didn't even add any of the the potential health hazards of having, you know, something that's transmitting radio waves inside of your brain 24-7, you know, like that's going to be horrible for you. That's going to be awful. And it's also a good way of harvesting biometric data on everybody, which they will use against you and uh, make that just another hoop that you'll have to jump through to get basic things like healthcare and healthy food and access to things that we have the right to have access to in the first place. So it was, a, right yeah, it was, a, it was a ridiculous movie. It was supposed to, it was like a, it was like a, such a scientism masturbatory festival of like, oh, look how far we've come. And right. Well, you know, I, the way I approach these things is, I want to know what the other quote unquote, the other side is doing and how they're perceiving uh, their vision of the future and how they're perceiving evolution. And so I think it's important for us to be able to examine uh, their raison d'etre. Like what are they, what are they selling us? Yeah. And the interesting thing about it is that they kind of whitewash the effects that these devices have on these folks. Now, the man that was the terraplegic, he ended up dying. And in the end, you know, it's it's got this little cron that says, you know, he died because of the injuries um, due to his accident. 
you know, totally not taking any accountability or responsibility that he could have potentially died from having this fucking device in his head. A, the woman that had Parkinson's, she actually saw great improvement and it actually benefited her. Again, they don't talk about the side effects. They don't talk about, you know, these things need needing to potentially be recharged or or subsequent surgeries that need to happen. And the man with the sight issue, he did not regain his sight. So now he's had this very invasive surgery. They talk about these devices heating up in the brain. Um, they don't know what the consequences of that uh, could potentially be down the line. So th this uh, system that they're using, while it seems like, wow, that would be great, you know, someone who lost their sight or has never had their sight, you know, giving them this ability. The other things that they're folding into this are being able to communicate without language. Mm. So if you went into a space with people and this was the, to me, this was the creepiest part. If you go into like a conference and there's 500 people in this conference, you can speak to each other without the benefit of language. So, well, what if I don't want people to be reading my thoughts? What if I don't want people to know uh, the nuances uh, of what I'm thinking because they don't understand exactly where those thoughts are coming from or you know so i i felt like that was a a creepy element of it that they were trying to sell like another one was curing obesity depression alzheimer's mm. disease now what they're talking about is not dealing with why people are obese not dealing right. with why they have depression not dealing with why they have developed alzheimer's disease it's again a just add water fix we go in we do this surgery and now you won't overeat because we've got this way we've hacked your brain and anytime the signal for you to overeat happens we can stop that signal well who has control of that signal Right. That is one of the big things that I wanted to get to. It's it's a way of kind of like dulling our natural abilities and these things that were naturally a part of our lives. It's exactly. like, you know, a healthy eating and taking care of ourselves naturally. All these things started to to fade away as they introduced modern medicine and all, of, you know, the new religion of science. And the, I think that this is going to be a huge aspect of this. This is one of the aspects that I wanted to get to. We have a separate right now of the of course people that are blindly going along with these agendas and ready to plug chips into their brain and then the other folks like yourself and myself that are going along with the more natural route and always have been and are opposed to a lot of the directions that we're supposedly going the the introduction of a lot of these prescription drugs normalization of mental illness now we have feminization of men masculinization of women sexualization of children there's so many layers I want to get to but I think that's a good place to start is kind of dulling our natural abilities so we are reliant on this science and technology to keep us healthy or give us these superpowers. Well, I think that that's a good point that you bring up, and Shane Sador has brought that up too, uh, sort of the magic versus technology uh, dynamic. Um, there's certainly no way that we're going to develop those abilities, uh, those of us who don't have them or aren't, they aren't well-developed within us, if we're relying on technology to give it to us. Plus, if we do rely on technology to give it to us, then they become the gatekeepers to those abilities. So we have to then come to them uh, to grant us those abilities because they can they can deal it out however they want to, you know, in whatever quantities they want to. And then it becomes a whole other power structure that doesn't need to be there. I think anything that we can do to subvert that dynamic is a good thing. And, and that would be developing those abilities just on the natch. I, I think the frightening part for me that was very lost over was the brain hacking. I think this is a really serious aspect of this that needs to be examined. And this goes in to the neuroethics because what they're saying is 
anyone who has access to a computer or a phone for that matter could hack into your brain and into your quote unquote software or hardware. So what does that mean? Does that mean that a woman that has this neural link or has this deep brain stimulation in her head could be hacked and then potentially, you know, raped or, or put into a compromising situation because where does consent fall into that? Well, she seemed like she was consenting, but someone offline is actually the one who's controlling a, a human to do whatever they want. That's one aspect that I think is important to drill into. The other is, okay, let's say a college student gets this brain hacking done or or gets the, the deep brain stimulation, and then they go into a testing situation. Who's taking that test? Who, like, how are we, how, what, what are the checks and balances for that when other students aren't, uh, you know, neuralinked? Do they have the same, uh, is it a level playing field at that point? Or is there a special test that someone else is given that has access to, you know, every encyclopedia and every li library you know, directly into their brain compared to someone who's going in there who's actually studied. So I think these are things that aren't aren't really being drilled into or talked about that we need to we need to investigate. What's along with what you were saying earlier about how they're just getting this technology to where we can basically would be able to read each other's minds via this technology and it just goes back to the aspect of we used to our ancient ancestors i'm pretty sure used to have this natural ability to where we yeah. would be able to do this without the uh, introduction of technology and they're trying to to dull everything that we can do that's incredible with our consciousness so like it once again like we're reliant on them and i think the introduction of a lot of the the prescription drugs uh, over the past you know, 50, maybe even more years has caused a lot of the degradation in our consciousness abilities. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's in our water supply. So even if you don't take prescription drugs, you are consuming prescription drugs. So I I, I think that there is a, a natural instinct that we have as humans to communicate energetically. And the idea of 5G, Wi-Fi, um, all of the electromagnetic fields that are being rained down on us, constantly satellites, all of these things are an effort to quash our natural ability of communication. But humans are so fucking magical that we do it anyway. It, you can walk into a room, and I know, Chris, you've done this before, where you walk into a room and you can feel like that's a bad dude or this is this person has ill intent, like they're not good. That's not going to go away. And that's the thing that they can't um, really squash in all people is this natural um, instinct that we have. Yeah, yeah I think that. The the cult of scientific materialism has sort of ushered the way for this to just come over and take over because uh, a lot of people don't even realize that that's on the menu. They think that's just crazy stuff that you see in, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or or Supernatural, just to draw two things out of the out of the random ether. Um, and they don't think that those things are possible. So, but when they hear that you can do it technologically and science is ushering it in, then it's all safe. And it's, uh, it sounds so like this dude, the scientist said something like, just imagine we put these eye implants in you, you could just press a button and you'd have uh, infrared vision, or you could see ultraviolet. Like, why, why do I need to see those things first and foremost? And what the fuck is that going to do to my eyes or my brain? It's going to fry me. You know, it's like, right. And if we were meant to have those abilities, then I can develop them naturally, but I don't foresee needing to have them. Like, I don't need to see in the dark, you know. Right. And something else that I've kind of been concerned about what they're doing, 
is I'm in Colorado, and I don't know, know if you recently heard that they've legalized magic mushrooms up to a certain yeah. amount mm-hmm. to possess, and they're going to start. I'm trying to therapeutical think of therapeutic services, things like that. Yeah, but what concerns me is there's a double-edged sword to every t- everything that they've done, everything they've legalized, especially like with marijuana and things like that. And I'm concerned that everything that the interest of pharmaceutical companies and these other corporate interests have in psychedelics isn't going to be good and it never has anytime these companies have ever gotten their hands on this and become interested in it and i've had a couple of guests that have discussed that there are tech companies out in silicon valley that are experimenting with psychedelics and the implementation implementation of certain technology and your experience in things like the metaverse and i think i'm concerned that this is going to be a new desired implementation into something that they're they're trying to push to this transhuman agenda and maybe uh, altering of these psychedelics to where it'll be more detrimental than helpful that than their natural state mm-hmm. well full disclosure i i'm not on the in in the reality that i believe science across the board runs the gamut of being evil. I think that there is, there are ethical scientists. I think there are ethical people that are doing research. I don't think everyone falls under this kind of nefarious umbrella. Right. So I just want to kind of clarify that. That being said, I don't think that everyone should do psychedelics. I think that uh, at going into clinical psychology, I think one thing that I've recognized and realized is that not everyone needs to go into these really extreme therapies because they don't work. And if you already have some issues, um, some other paraphilias that that could lead you to psychosis, uh, to sociopathy, then you may not want to go down the psychedelic route. In terms of using uh, psychedelics in Silicon Valley, that's been going on for probably 15 years now where they've been microdosing. Mm. And I think that that's where the metaverse kind of came into the fore. And if you look at someone like uh, Mark Zuckerberg, this is a guy who couldn't get laid in high school. He couldn't get laid in college. He is extremely socially awkward. And he used Facebook as a means to kind of get back at people who didn't give him good attention, that wouldn't pay attention to him when he was in university. And he's kind of taken that out on the world. So now he has put himself in this position where he has an an inordinate amount of power and um, wealth and finances at his disposal. And what he's trying to do is create his own reality with the metaverse. Because this reality, this consensus reality that we agree upon has not been very kind to him. So I think that's something to consider that I agree with you, Chris, that there's this element of trying to take psychedelics and fold them in to the metaverse, into this Oculus, because that's a world they can control. They can't control this reality. They can't control nature. So what they're going to do is create a reality that they are the masters of. And I think that's really uh, something to be of grave concern, especially when you're talking about children. You're talking about people who don't have the frontal cortex fully developed, this decision-making part of their brain. These kids should not be doing psychedelics. And I think there's a lot of scientists that are that are in that camp that are saying there should be some um, oversight. But going to a lab and taking psilocybin that has been synthesized is a way different experience than going into the forest and finding your own psilocybin and treating that as a as a sacrament and taking it in that manner. And so I think we can't look at that and just ignore that and just say, oh, well, it'll be fine. Mm. Right. Any thoughts on that, Chris? 
Oh, wow. I was just kind of going off on my own. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think what they're planning to do if they if they get that far is to synthesize this stuff. And I think if we're talking about things like mushrooms, ayahuasca, stuff like that, you don't want that stuff synthesized because that's going to take some vital spirit away from that. I think um, spagyrics is a good practice that shows us that the essence of something living is an integral part of the chemical makeup of that thing. And that's what you want to be ingesting. You don't want to ingest some imitation of that. Uh, but then again, I think that's what this whole deal is about, is about imitation. Um, you know, the whole metaverse is out to imitate the universe. It's uh, transhumanism to imitate humans. Um, yeah. Anything to get us away from nature, as far away from nature as possible, and the natural order of things where they can run the show. Again, nature finds a way, and they just want to uh, segregate nature so that it's that it's something that they can tame. Uh, but I think, I don't, I don't think that that's possible. I think the whole effort of transhumanism is absolutely futile and it's just a bad sci-fi movie really is, is what it is. I think, yeah. Uh, well, let's get to some of the things that are most concerning to me that are already starting to manifest in our reality. Normalization of mental illness. They're, they're propping up the, the craziest people they can into positions of power, politics, celebrities, corporations, just so they can say, this is the example of how crazy it is that you can be. It's okay to be this fucking crazy because this guy's a world leader and he's that crazy. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just an example of the normalization of that type of thing. Then we have sexualization of children, the feminization of men, masculinization of women, and that's occurring through many, many different ways, you know, th also through prescription drugs, through the stuff we're eating, and through the programming, through our TV and social media and all of this stuff. Let's start with the, the first one, is these propping up of insane people into these positions of power so that they are examples of how it's, you know, okay to be this way now because that's kind of like the new norm, right? Well, I saw, I've seen a lot of people get into those spheres uh, who just happen to be insane. They were part of an oppressed class before, but they were just kind of, you know, not too well balanced. And that sort of obsessively lent to their uh, campaign to try and change the world from the outside, um, not doing any inner work, although that's the only way that it can really work and amount to anything. But now, I mean, it's gone a step further. It's not just somebody who is a part of one of these oppressed classes, quote unquote, uh, that happens to be insane, too. And that's what sort of drives their their maniacal uh, behavior. But now it is just insanity in and of itself uh, that people are trying to make room for and be inclusive, inclusive of the most insane people you can think of, but not inclusive of people who disagree with you. Mm. I don't know how those two equate with one another, but yeah, it is. It's insane, I guess, would be the easy way to put that. I'm sure you have. I, I mean, my my thoughts are that when, you know, back in 2008, when I started to say, you know, Trump is going to be the president and people on social media were like, you're fucking crazy. What are you talking about? That guy, he's, you know, a used car salesman. He's never going to. And I was like, mark my words, he's going to be the president. They started to put him out and Chris gets so he's like, this is the eye roll moment for him because I've been saying this since the day he met. I told you so. <laughs> but, but he was put in this position on Fox news where he became a political pundit and I, I remember looking back and thinking, why the fuck does anyone give a shit what this guy says? He's been bankrupt seven times. He is an absolute lunatic. And, you know, one of these people who had daddy's money and used that to leverage his position, new money, of course. So how is he someone who should be taken seriously at all? So when he came into the four and he won the election in quotes, I, you know, I looked at that and I was like, okay, we have literally taken the first step into idiocracy. This is it. This is the first step into the insane world. The next step is 
this other dude that we've got who's crapping his pants, who can't <laughs> string a sentence together, who loves ice cream, who is, you know, genuflecting to Zelensky. And, and we are supposed to believe that this is the dude in control. So if these are the leaders in quotes, then how do the rest of the, the population how are we supposed to navigate the world if those are the people that we are supposed to look up to and at as the the people who are the decision makers? One of the other aspects I want to get to uh, before we move on from this is what they're doing with the sexualization of children, uh, the the trans agendas, the feminization of men, masculinization of women. I'd like to get your thoughts on some of the things that are happening uh, with this right now, especially, you know, with some of the things that are going on with female athletics and the, the males that are trying to participate in this and the, the craziness that's uh, going on in those sectors. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. It's, I think the, the worst part of it is that what it's doing is it's confusing. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Celebrate the most wonderful time of the year at Legoland Discovery Center, Kansas City during our holiday Bricktacular event. Be transformed into an amazing winter wonderland with holiday Lego builds. Snap the perfect family photo with our gingerbread man. Meet and greet Lego Santa and so much more. Gather up the whole family and come enjoy the holidays November 25th through January 1st during this limited time event. Purchase your tickets today at LegolandDiscoveryCenter.com slash Kansas City the natural order of things and the attack i believe started with marriage this is where the first this was the first rung on the ladder to transhumanism was we looked at marriage in the 70s as as a burden as something to get out of something to get away from as opposed to keeping the the family intact the whole feminist movement the intention was equal rights equal pay for women which sounds great on paper absolutely i believe that i actually believe women should make more money than men <laughs> but that's because i think women spend more money than men and they run households i think women should have the capacity to make more money keeping all of that in mind. And I know that's a very controversial thing to say to two men, <laughs> but that being said, taking women out of the home was the thing that made children vulnerable because we had this era where children came home, their mother was there, there was food ready. The husband came home. He had made the daily wage there was a a meal that was shared within the family now suddenly all of those things are e eroded and destroyed and that's all old-fashioned and we shouldn't do that and that's keeping women oppressed and barefoot and pregnant and all of that is absolute bullshit because the the groundwork for healthy children is a healthy home with two parents living together, loving each other, and two children or children seeing that. So now this idea is that's outmoded, that's old-fashioned, we don't want that. What we want is the nanny to raise the kids and mom and dad are out of the house and you know it's the tv that's raising and now the phone is raising the kids i think they they want the state to raise the kids though there's been many situations where the parent has been taken out of the equation whether that be okay your parents don't want you to get the covid vaccine well then well just we'll give it to you and you don't need to tell them and they can do that legally in some places um the same with the all the 
CRT, the transgender agenda, stuff like that. They leave the parent out. They think many teachers have, I mean, libs of TikTok is a good place to see this stuff, but um, teachers go, you know, we just circumnavigate the parents and we know better than the parents on how to, what they mean to say is they know better to how to indoctrinate the children than the parents do. And that's the scary part. Like, I think one thing this whole pandemic bullshit has taught us is that a lot of these lefties who used to be against the establishment are now statists. They're hardcore statists, and they're more than willing to submit to any authoritarian institution to govern their lives. Uh, and Biden falls right into that because he's, you know, he's all he has all kinds of freaks in the White House. Um, and so that's. I find that that's the most terrifying aspect of me uh, to me is that people are more than willing to hand their power over to the school system, to the government, thinking that they know better. When when has that ever been the case? That's never been the case. Like people who set up this country made sure that things never got to this point. But here we are just lapping it up like. Yeah. Like it's the, the best idea that's ever been had. It's well, so... it's it's attacking children's vulnerability when you give them a phone and then they get on these social media sites and they see uh, this at what we now coin aspirational living. So you see people that have a a reality that is not even their reality. It is an airbrushed photoshopped reality. And, and a kid looks at that, a teenager looks at that and says, well, look at my life. I don't have this car. I don't look like this. I don't. So they can't live up to the expectation that they perceive is what reality is um, affording them. And don't realize that the photo of that girl they're looking at has been completely photoshopped and check this out chris girls are now taking this is this has been studied girls are now taking photos of themselves that they photoshopped two plastic surgeons and saying make me look like this like how fucking insane is that the levels of depression for girls between 13 and 18 have skyrocketed suicidal ideation, you know, these social and emotional contagions where one girl says that she's trans and then now suddenly a group of five girls decide that they're transsexual. That is statistically impossible. So if you get one parent that co-signs on that or the school system that co-signs on that and says, well, you know, they all say they're trans, so we need to support them. And they're getting all of these, you know, emotional, uh, all this positive emotional feedback from that on social media, not in understanding the consequences of going and getting on these drugs and the fact that it leads to cancer. It leads to early death. There's the suicide rates of people who transition are absolutely fucking insane. And this is all the stuff that we're not supposed to talk about because that makes you bigoted to look at this critically and say, well, hold on, please. Like, let's, you want to dress like a boy, go for it. But I'm not cutting your breast off. Right. I'm not inverting your penis. We're not doing that. No. You know, you want to do that as an adult. You have the right to do whatever you want. God bless you. But I'm not doing that. I'm not mutilating my child because they've decided one day that they're a fire engine. Right. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Now, there's some days that uh, I go back and forth on this. There's some days I feel like, the the critical thinkers, the free thinkers, the the people who aren't participating with this craziness, might be the majority now. But then there's some days when I'll talk to a few people, and then I'll get the feeling otherwise. But it's hard to tell. And I wonder, I wonder, what do you guys think? Uh, sometimes it feels like they're moving too fast with this whole transhuman agenda, and it's turning a lot of people off to it that were might have been on the fence or might have been going to that more progressive state that yeah. they just don't want to participate. It's, it's too much too fast, and it seems to be like it, it could be a failure. What do you think about that? I wholeheartedly agree. I like what Dave Chappelle said about that, is that it reeks of white privilege to him. Like, 
He's, it's like, you can't just, you know, launch your campaign and expect everybody to be on your side immediately. It doesn't work that way. It took gays a long, long time for that to happen. And that result is going to stick a lot longer than having it shoved down your throat and having, you know, people shaming you publicly for not, you know, believing and, and unquestioningly buying every syllable that they say. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Force does not work that way. Yeah, I call I call it the critical thinking underground railroad. I think that there are a lot of people who do not co-sign on this, who do not believe in this huge wave of transsexualism that is happening, and they just keep their mouth shut. They go along to get along because they don't want to stir the pot and they don't want to be considered bigoted. They don't want to be looked upon as not being inclusive. Well, we should we should be able to have a discussion. This is where I get really pissed off is we've got to at least be able to talk about this exactly. stuff exactly. when we're talking about the long term consequences of a mutilation it's it's not like okay i dyed my hair <laughs> or i shaved my head like this shit is going to last like you you yeah. aren't going to be able once you take puberty blockers there's no going back we cannot lump lesbians bisexuals queer gay men homosexuals, transgender, now it's sex workers. We cannot lump all of these groups together. All of these groups, first of all, don't agree on anything. Just like scientists, when people say scientists have decided, no, they haven't. That's not science. There's always going to be someone in science that goes, no, <laughs> that's not how I see that. That's not the, what the results that I have seen in, in my studies or in my research. So to, to try to put the, all of these groups in an umbrella and say, this is the movement, I think it's really disingenuous and really unfair to each member of those groups. And I would honestly say the, your sexuality is probably the least interesting, least compelling thing about you as a human being. And suddenly we've decided that that's the most important thing is who you're fucking. Like, who gives a shit? As long as it's not a child or an animal, it's none of my business. Right. You want to have sex with men? Go for it. You want to have sex with women? Go for it. But don't try to indoctrinate my children. Don't try to indoctrinate my culture and say everyone's gay. They just don't realize it. Right. Now, earlier you said that there's kind of like a huge wave of trans uh, transgenderism occurring right now. And it makes me wonder, is this just a fabrication? Is there really a huge explosion of transgenderism? Are they just trying to portray that? Or is this somewhat manufactured? Or do you think there are a lot more people that are becoming uh, transgender these days? That's a great think, question. Like most things, I think it's all of the above. I think, uh, there's a lot of statistics and I'm a big, I, I'm very wary of statistics, but I heard, I've heard more than once that the rates of, of transgenderism are just up like 800% or something outrageous like that. You don't buy that? I don't, I don't believe it's you true. You think that's manufactured? I think it's completely manufactured. Right. What I would say is that because of, you know, the added plastics in our uh, food and in um, the storage of food, this increase in estrogen that's fucked with men's endocrine systems and women's endocrine systems. I think that what's happened is that there may be some um, experimentation or confusion with sexuality. And again, I stand with Anyone who is doing anything consensual, you want to wear a goat's head and walk around, go for it. I'm not going to participate in that, but you want to do that. I believe in sovereignty and free will and freedom for all people. Where, where I think we've pivoted, Chris, is that in the 80s, people just had sex. So 
Sometimes men had sex with women. Sometimes women had sex with other women. Sometimes men had sex with other men. And there was no necessity to label, I am this. There was no flag that was being put down of identification that then that's that was the cross that you bore and that was who you were. I think where we have shifted is now we have to taxonomize. We have to put each other in these boxes and say, you are this, so that means A, B, C, D. So if you're gay, that means that you're woke. That means that you believe a certain thing. You are Democrat. Well, I know many gay conservative uh, men and women that don't believe in any of this shit that don't believe in drag shows at libraries for children that that aren't that don't want to be lumped together in all of these groups so i think it's really important that we see people as individuals and we don't buy into this idea that what someone says when they're 16 is going to be their same truth when they're 50 right well we're in this realm are there any more aspects of the short-sightedness of these agendas that we should be looking at? Well, I think it's bigoted to lump people in categories in the first place. Not only is it short-sighted and simplistic, but to think, you know, when people usually say, I like, my workplace is so diverse. It's like, well, what does that mean? You know, there's black people, there's, there's Asian people. It's like, there's gay and straight. And it's like, what? the fuck does any of that mean those are all arbitrary characteristics are you so what they're really saying is there's somebody who thinks like a gay person there's somebody who thinks like a black person there's and that's that's not only horribly simplistic but that's racist and bigoted and everything that they're blaming everybody else for doing to the nth degree you know like I think it's diversity is something that happens internally. Like I want a bunch of people who think differently so we can get together and have an interesting conversation or come up with an idea. We never would have come up before if we were all lined up goose stepping in the same direction, saying the exact same words and having the exact thoughts that we're allowed to have. Like, I just think that what they're accusing people of, they're guilty, more guilty than the people that they're accusing of. Yeah. One of the things that is uh, is completely crumbling is what they're trying to do with entertainment these days, especially with movies, films, Hollywood, uh, things that are coming out of Netflix. It's all seemingly failing and, and crashing and burning because it's all based off of the woke agendas that they're trying to put through. It's not about entertaining people anymore. It's not about even making money. And no. I, it's causing Hollywood and all these these movie companies to to just fail miserably. Exactly. Well, one thing you're talking about is just to circle back is that instinct, this this natural instinct that humans have. So we can read what's bullshit and what's not. And so I think when all of these things get shoved down your throat, if they don't resonate with you, then that that part of your reptilian brain goes, uh-uh, no, this is not my truth. This is not my reality. And it's not that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people. But it's also never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to be communicating on. There's a simpler solution. Ring Central is the complete phone system that makes it easy to call, meet, message, even fax all in one app. And with seamless device switching, you'll always be able to stay on top of business, even as your business grows. Because whether you're working from home, the office, or anywhere else, Ring Central can help you be there without having to be there. When it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. I feel or 
that Chris feels, and I can speak for him in this manner, I think, it's not that we feel like we're better than people at all. What what I feel is that there's this audacity to this whole movement, this this thing of like, I'm coming out and this is who I am and you better respect. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you don't believe what I, I believe. I don't care if someone respects my heterosexuality. I don't lead with that. That's not the thing that I think is the most important thing that that helps me to discern or make decisions. I'm not leading with who I lay down with at the end of the day. I look at people at, by their actions. It's very, very little of how I interact with people is by their words. It's how they behave. And so if you if you're a decent human being, I don't give a fuck as long as you wash your hands. <laughs> yeah. Care. Well, we, nowadays we have teachers disclosing their sexual preference, talking oh, about their my. sexual activity. I didn't even know my damn teacher's first name whenever I was growing up, oh, yeah. much less their sexual preference. So that's yeah. another thing we got to deal with now. That would have been super creepy though, like if my yeah. teacher came in and started talking about the sex she had last night or who she had it with like no, 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 no. Like that's just not anybody's business. It's so it is. Yeah. I, I just blows my mind. I don't understand. But you know, when you have the government, uh, all of these uh, activist groups, corporations, all talking about the same thing and thinking and telling you that you need to be thinking that way too, be really, really suspicious of that. <laughs> like, be really suspicious. And I think that's kind of, I mean, obviously that's the plan. Like, if you're you're in an activist group and you think that you're right and everybody, especially on the right wing, is wrong, and then your politicians start parroting that, and then the corporations start parroting that, of course, they're just co-opting your movement. And you've already been bought and sold at that point. And then you need to, if you're about rebelling against authoritarian figures or institutions, you need to change to something else because at that point, your 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 movement is meaningless. Your movement is meaningless just because you're the 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 president is supposedly speaking for you. Like, do you think that that president really gives a fuck about you or the group of people that you represent? You know, like he's just trying to get your vote. He's just trying to lure you into something, his little honeypot, something much more dark and, and sinister than than like mindedness. Right on. Well, I, I don't think that that he's trying to get your vote. I think he's trying to convince you that your vote matters. First there of you all, go. that's that's, good. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the first thing. And the second thing is that, you know, what I hate to go back to the Cheeto. That's really what I call Trump. But he there there is this meme that was kind of going around when he was the president that was him, you know, holding these two babies and kind of rescuing them from this inferno of pedophilia, you know, that he's the savior of children and he's the one who's come in to save the day. And I, I remember thinking this guy was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. What was he under deep cover all those years? Like to, to assume that there is a good side, like, Republican good, Democrat bad. You you've already lost the plot if that's how you're perceiving this. This is really a a wealth versus it's a wealth disparity. It's wealth against the rest of us. So the predatorial uh layer of our world that's running the show right now is very small in relation when when you talk about the numbers, but the reason that the the propaganda machine has to keep flowing constantly is to mesmerize us into feeling that we are hopeless, that it's a foregone conclusion. You know, in this film, they were saying a hundred uh, that a million people by 2029 are going to have these deep brain stimulation devices in their brain. So what they're trying to do is say, this is already done. This is already happening. You don't really have a say in it. You're going to have this thing and this will be the way that you do your shopping. And I think that the common person is just living their life, making it through the day, trying to be a decent human being. And they're not thinking, oh, I need to know 17 languages 
by Tuesday. And so please drill into my brain so that I can, you know, learn to speak Farsi. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, well, speaking of drilling into your brain, what do you guys think about the, the transhuman tra- champion himself, Elon Musk, who's seemingly like playing both sides of the extreme right and left right now and, and all over Twitter? What do you think about this dude? I, I don't think much about him, but I think he's just another Trump character, supposed underdog that's mm. coming in to save the day. And it's, are you fucking kidding me? Of course he's not. Like, He's not Batman. He's not coming in like he's not an underdog fighting for, you know, the common folk. I, 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 yeah, I don't follow that very much, but I certainly don't buy it. What about you, babe? Well, well, I mean, let's just go to the Tesla. Let's just start there. Let's not even talk about Twitter yet. But let's start with the Tesla. The Tesla is a vehicle that when these floods happened in florida these firefighters could not put the fire out the tesla engine exploded and they said that they had never seen a fire like this before the unintended consequence once again is someone who has a motherboard that can just at, at the flick of a switch turn your car off from anywhere in the world yeah. is this the kind of power that we want any individual to have of course not absolutely not i don't think he he's again this is a rich kid whose parents helped him out got him you know basically he stole someone else's business who does this sound like bill gates you know, who does not have the best intentions he wants. And again, married a child. <laughs> Can we go there? You know, and he's going to be the savior of the, the child trafficking rings. Like, how can people buy any of this shit? I just, I wake up, I'm like, really? This is the dude who's going to save the day? He bans all of these mainstream media journalists and then within 12 hours reinstates all of their accounts? Like, really? Yeah. There are no saviors. I've come to know that anybody presented as this kind of savior type character is going to be leading people in the wrong direction. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's taking the attention off of you leading yourself, you taking responsibility for your own life. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's got it covered. He's going to bring back free speech. What brings back free speech is free speech. What brings back free speech is not relying on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of these social media sites to speak your truth. Be a decent human being. Be kind. Go out into the world and listen. I I find that I have I have more of an effect with people by just compassionate listening than I do trying to shove information down their throats because people don't want to be wrong. They just don't. So if you say Biden is the devil, well, then there's going to be 50 people that tell you why you're wrong. If you say Trump is the devil, then there's going to be 50 people that tell you why you're wrong. If you just listen to them and say, tell me why you believe this. You get a lot farther in life than by trying to convince or wake people up. I don't think it's our job to wake people up. Our job is to do what you're doing, Chris, what we're doing, which is share information. That's all we're doing. We're just sharing information. We're not telling anybody what to think. Chris, have you gotten pulled off of any platforms? or? Um, I have gotten booted, almost booted from YouTube. I got two strikes. My second strike just fell off, so I'm back down to one. So no, not not booted yet, um, but I've gotten very close. It'll be there one, one day I will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got pulled off of Spotify. I have no idea why. Oh, really? Whatever, yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. they gave me no reason. I didn't even know if people work there. Maybe AI runs the whole thing. I have no idea. But yeah, I've gotten the two strike thing before yeah. from things probably that have been on for a couple of years. Like, yeah. Well, uh, I think that we're starting to see a new wave of this censorship. 
mm-hmm. just because of everything that that trickles down, they go after the big fish first. Like they 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 ban David yeah. Ike from twenty five more countries. Yeah. Everything that's happened with Alex Jones. Now I think maybe this Kanye thing may be a little bit of fiasco to put targets on people's head who align with that type of thinking, and yeah. just you know easier to shut them all down once they they identify those people. That may be some kind yeah. of a psyop going together there. But I think that we're about to head to a new wave of this censorship and canceling of people who are having open discussions like ourselves. Yeah, exactly. We need to figure out some way of communicating or sharing that doesn't involve the usual routes, like a ham radio network or something like that. Like the internet is going to get turned off inevitably. And then you're going to have to pay to get back on and you're going to have to jump through hoops to get back on. And none of us are going to be allowed on to have anything good to say about anything. So we need to figure out what that is. Maybe just an alternate internet. I don't know. I don't know where the internet is housed. I'm sure a series of servers in some underground bunker somewhere, but we need to start our own. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some uh, some alternative options that we need to be looking into. Now, yeah. to close out today, let's take a look at what stage you think we're at and where we're headed. We were talking about earlier about the split off between people who are participating blindly in this and want to go full speed ahead with the transhuman agenda and n- folks that are bucking the system and just want to lead their natural lives and use technology for what best suits them and not integrate themselves with it. Uh, but where do you see this all headed do you think we we have enough people that are non-participatory to where it'll eventually just all fail that's a good question my gut feeling is i don't really hang around a bunch of people who would buy into that um on purpose but that's just how it turns out um so i don't know but my gut feeling is that most common folk would not be down for you know, putting an Oculus on and spending the rest of your life in in Ready Player One, Bill. Um, so I'm thinking the majority, I think probably the majority would be against it, but they just don't realize that it's on the plate. Uh, it's on the menu. It's something that they want to serve you. I think somehow, I don't know how, but the the New World Order and the World Economic Forum are just ideas that common folk aren't that interested in they don't think that it applies to them so i think that they don't really know the gravity of the situation and again it just could this could just be a great pr campaign that that freaks people on our side of the track out because we pay attention and it may never ever get to that point which is what i'm banking on but i would have to say that i don't think the majority of humanity would be for it what do you think hunter I think there's too many people to control. I think that there there's that using countries like um, New Zealand, Australia, these are testing grounds to see if people will comply. And there's always outliers. There's always people who do not go along with the program. And I think there always will be. When you talk about the United States of America, I think the benefit that we have is that you have a lot of people who are, uh, frankly, armed, who just uh, have a a deep and abiding love for the Constitution, who do not believe in the the machinations of the new world order that they're not participating in that. I know people who don't have cell phones. I know people who don't have the internet who just don't buy it, you know? So I, I see that there's always going to be freedom. I think freedom will always reign. I, I don't believe that quote unquote, they are going to win. I just don't think so. I think there's going to be a segment of the population who goes along with that. And then it's kind of like going back to the trans gender movement. There's young girls who have gone along with this and then suddenly gone, what the fuck have I done? And now are suing doctors and now are, are suing uh, Tavistock and, and these institutions because they realized that they were convinced into doing something that they weren't necessarily aware of the consequences of those actions and how they were permanent. So 
I, I feel like freedom will reign and that we just have to, t- you know, just hold our, our space and be who we are and be truthful and don't go, do not comply. I mean, that's the, the best thing that I can say is just don't comply. Don't go along with it. Right on. Chris, any final thoughts before we sign off? Not that I can think of, but I think, you know, I said something earlier about the internet getting turned off. So we should anticipate on that happening. I ideally would like to get out more material before that happens, but you are great at that. You're so prolific. You're putting out stuff every day and you are just cramming people's heads and souls with information and experiences that I think serves uh, such a great purpose. And I've gotten so many ideas off of your show and your show and your guests have sent me in so many different, uh, down so many different rabbit holes. I just want to say, Hey, a shout out to you. You're, you're doing fantastic work and I really appreciate your, your presence. Oh, thank you so much. A check is right in the mail for you guys for that. Remember, (laughs) remember guys, we existed before the internet did, so we can do it. Yeah. Yes. Always. We can write letters. (laughs) we can yeah newsletters yes yeah definitely guys well thank you so much man this was fantastic before y'all head out remind the audience where they can find the melt uh if you have social media website all the good stuff well i think everything except our youtube channel you can get to through our website which is themeltpodcast.net and our youtube channel is i think just slash the melt podcast um yeah, everything else you can get to from the from the website. Awesome. Well, this was great, yeah. and we will definitely do it again in the future. I love talking to you guys. Love Likewise. to get deeper. Absolutely. Yes, we love you, Chris. Thank you so much for all your Keep hard work. A good fight. Yeah, oh, thank you're y'all. amazing. This was fantastic, and we'll do it again soon. And until yes. next time, everyone, have an excellent evening, and we'll talk again tomorrow. We'll see yeah. y'all then. <laughs>